scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Coming to you live from a live, very different but from location. Our new studio in the upstairs part of Mary Angela's house where you might hear birds. I realized too now that we started talking, and it's probably because of where you're situated, but there is a huge echo. Like Eric said, there would probably be. But yeah, he there's definitely an that. echo where you are because you're like, you have more of an open space behind yeah, you. Yeah, there's no padding like um, there used to be. Yeah, so. Do you want me to put that sex wedge behind me? No, you don't need to do that. I'm not going to make you do that. Is I mean, that their sex wedge? I'm assuming. I mean, I don't, I hope it's not a stranger's sex wedge. Otherwise, how did it get in here? I mean, maybe they don't I mean, consider it a I didn't, I didn't bring sex with wedge. Me. Maybe they just consider it a pillow. Right. She's like, I got to sit up when I sleep because of whatever. And we're like, sure, whatever. We also don't put your hips it's up. It makes everything wedge. better. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We know. We Anyways. We are in a new location, we so are. if things sound a little weird, it's because we are currently transitioning along with Mary Angela and Eric, who are also transitioning, and we're still very thankful that they continue to let us use their space and use their equipment, so sorry if it sounds weird. Get over it's it. It's a work in progress. Still give us your money, though. Yeah, still, though, if you want us to... Uh... This content is still solid. It might the be a little echoey. content is still solid, okay? We used to record this we, on the floor of your bedroom when we, we lived together. We are a solid number two. <sighs> Me and Val keep talking about wanting to send each other pictures of our poops. Don't. Don't We do haven't that. crossed that line yet, but we, that do, is... we do describe them to each other often. Ooh. Where we'll be like, I almost sent you a picture of my poop. I, I it looked like this. I don't. That is something that should be sacred just between the two of you. I don't need to be privy. Between you, your <laughs> pants, that. and your God. You, your pants, your partner if they want, and your God. Well, that is my partner. Your pants? No, Val. Oh. The person I'm talking about sharing poops with. Well, I thought you were just saying you, meaning yourself, your own pants, and God. Well, I was just God. like, you know, if it's just you, your pants, and God, then it's just, you know, it's you. Just between you and you. Anyway. Your poops. Taking poops. I uh, are we speaking of poops? I don't yeah. have a pooper intended. I don't either. Okay, cool. Do we have a um? Do we have a sponsor this week or like a co podcast? I do have a promo. Do it. Do you wanna dive into the promo? How do you wanna Who's the promo for? New space. We're just gonna fucking dive into it. We're done with the bullshit now, guys. Yes. We're not dealing with it. We got a crow outside. We're getting down to business. We're fucking Let's doing it today. Get down. Let's to get business. down to business. And to tell. Promos. Promos. I was going to say I told the ghost stories, right, but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, our promo is the ladies of strange. Ooh. Some more strange ladies. I like that. Just like us. Yeah. Uh, so take a listen. Go check them out. Give them some downloads some ratings and reviews and some love. Take it away. Hello. 
Hello friends, we are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tails of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. More information about the show, including show notes and links to our social media, can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. Strange ladies, the ladies all strange. Uh, nice. Yes. Go check them out. Thank you. Um, I was a big dum dum, and last time I said that my one woman show is on July thirtieth, and that is not true. Oh, I was no. getting mixed up with today because today is June thirtieth, mm-hmm. which is when we did our live our live stream. And also, this episode comes out on Val's birthday. Oh my God! Happy birthday, Val! Happy birthday, Val! Also, it comes out on America's birthday. Today, it comes out on the 4th, Thursday. That's right. So I was thinking the 4th was Wednesday for whatever Mm -mm. reason. But you're absolutely right. No, it comes out on the 5th. This episode comes out on the 4th. The 4th on America's America's birthday. birthday. And guess what tomorrow is? Val's birthday. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Val. Val. I hope you liked your surprise party. I hope it went off well. We'll oh, that's right. We do. We do it before it. Whew, yeah. For a yeah. second, You're I was like, Stephanie, I gave shut it away. Up. No, right. Yeah. No, okay, no, 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 no. It's tomorrow. <laughs> this doesn't Woo! come out until Thursday. Um, Val, no. I got your back. I but, was like, Stephanie, no, don't Major run. fuck up. I said that my one woman show in New York is July 30th and it is July 23rd. So it is not the oh. 30th. It's July 23rd in Bushwick. Again, I don't have the venue yet. But I will have that for you. Uh, specifically, this is to Zach. Because Zach was like, oh, no, I can't come to your show. And I was Aww. like, no, I was listening to the show. And I said the wrong date because I'm an asshole. So, no, my one-woman show is July 23rd in Bushwick. Uh, and I will have more details about it later. But bad sex and other problematic analogies. If you live in New York or can get to the New York area and you want to come see your girl do her one-woman fucking show. Bah, 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 and bah. maybe meet some kinky, sexy freaks. Who knows? You know, bah, come bah, out. Bah, come bah. out. That's yeah. What's up. Yeah. 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 But there will be no fuck nook. It no is a fuck, fuck nookless nook. event. Fuck nookless event. If you want to fuck nook, you take that nook the fuck out of here. You go fuck in your own nook. You fuck that nook in your fuck own nook. Fuck in your own nook. That'll be fuck the name nook. of our spinoff podcast. I like all those songs fuck that nook. we're doing. The fuck. Fuck nuck, fuck, and fuck nuck. Um, but yeah, this comes out on July 4th, so happy birthday, happy America. Happy birthday, America. I guess we're happy with where we are. I mean, it could be worse. I'm going to unplug that refrigerator. Oh, no. I mean, I can cut it out. Sure. Who knows? We're going to see what happens. Sorry, we guys. Fucking, it is we're fly just by night. going by like, the go like crazy. Sarah. We haven't been doing this for a year or nothing. We're not getting money for this. Thank you for giving us your money. Oh my God, thank you. you. I need it to reimburse myself for making those ghost farts. 
Sarah. <laughs> I need it for SoundCloud. Sarah. Stephanie. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Ghosts. That was cool. Thanks. We well, can good. we do it again? Yeah, you want to do it right now? Yeah. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Ghosts. That's cool. That's fun. Ghost fart. Yeah, that was fun. Did you guys like that? Sarah, what are you talking about? Am this I going to like this Who's when I edit first? it? first? What's happening? I'll go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that was easy enough. <laughs> Sarah, what are you talking about this week? Um, so, this week I decided to bring you some listener emails. Shut up! Yeah, so I've been sitting like a jackass on a few listener emails for a while. And by for a while, I mean literally months and months. And here's the reason why. You guys, I was really hoping to... Do a whole episode. Yes. You know where I was going. I was hoping to have a revolution. Like, I was ready for enough personal ghost stories to make a whole episode. And unfortunately, that didn't Did happen. Didn't get her off. Nope. Not enough. Still um, coping. I know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um... But I did get a we few a small but loyal following. <laughs> Very small, but they are so loyal, and I'm really thankful love for you those. Guys. We love you guys so much. Hope you like our self-deprecation. We, it's not our self-deprecation. Doesn't Jared mean says that we're, that's what the kids are all about these days. Right, we're just trying to keep up with the so other people. Yeah, Jared tells us that we're so cool. So as long as we hate ourselves, apparently we're going to do great. That's what's in. Yeah. So, um, listener emails. Uh, so yeah, so I have had a handful of listener emails and I told them, I was like, I'm going to hang on to these, hope I'm going to do a listener episode and that didn't happen. So now I'm like, I'm sorry for being, <laughs> I'm sorry for being a jackass and now I'm going to tell your stories because I'm sick of sitting on them and I'm sick of waiting for other people to send in their stories. So how about you fuckers We're send in your personal fucking ghost stories. Have. Yeah, exactly. So send in your stories from now on. Honestly, I think I'm going to do it on a personal story basis i'm not gonna sit here and try to pretend like we're gonna be Bang like these em. other podcasts i was we're like we're not famous and off yeah. all she's right we're not <laughs> thanks sarah read me some listener emails not famous enough um no but in that sense i i think i was trying too hard to be like all these other ghost podcasts that were like, we're going to do listener episodes. And so I was like, we're going to be like them and we're going to wait and we're going to hold on to these and we're going to do listener episodes. And we are just, we are, we are not that podcast. So from now on, I'm going to, if you send me a fucking email, I'm going to read it the next time I'm on air. So send me a fucking email. I'm not sitting on them anymore. Send me your email. I'm going to read it on air. Do it. If you got something to say, as long as it's not rude, Send it to me. I'm excited. It makes me feel validated. And with that, here we go. Here are the emails that I've been sitting on from our wonderful, wonderful listeners. Yes. Yes. So, um, what I'm going to do is I have two from the same list. What? <laughs> I just thought we going, huh? Which only you can see. It's a visual gag. And only you uh, can see me. I just want to be like, yeah. I'm not. Sleeping, I'm just resting my eyes. <laughs> this bitch about to sleep during my stories. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to edit out her deep breathing as she falls asleep. 
don't. Well, here, you're not going to fall asleep because here's the first one. Because it's so scary. It's so good. It's going to keep me awake. Awake. Go. Um, the first one, I, what I'm doing is I'm booking. Are you falling asleep, Art? I am. <laughs> How are we going to do two episodes? Go. <laughs> Damn it. She. Ah. <laughs> I have two stories from this girl and I'm going to bookend them and put a strange one in the middle. All right. So the first one, I think you actually, what? Because her stories aren't strange enough. They are, but I just think I, I'm just going to, just let me do this. Okay. <laughs> go, go to sleep. I'm sorry, fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm real sorry. We're terrible. Uh, do you like us? Will you give us your money? Um, so first email, I'm pretty sure you read because I remember you saying something about it, but hopefully it was long enough ago that you forget. And the subject line says a fan, a ghost and feminist porn. All right. And this is from our good friend, Maya Lisa. And she says, hello, ladies. Hello, Lisa. Is it Lisa? Maya Lisa. Maya Lisa. There it is. Uh, she says, I absolutely love your banter. Your podcast is so bingeable. Oh, I love it. You. And I'm already all cut up on the episodes. I've only been listening for maybe two weeks. Anyway, I have a story for y'all. By the way, this is kind of a long story. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry. I grew up in bumfuck nowhere, Texas, in a town so tiny and needs to share a zip code with the next town over. Small little farming community where people would keep their shotguns in the bed of their trucks because they just got back from a hunting trip. My neighborhood was located near a creek and surrounded by farmland. There were cows in my backyard and they weren't even mine and the stars at night were definitely big and bright. All right. I'm awake. Do you got it? It wasn't, it wasn't telling you wake up. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, uh, okay. She's asleep. All right. I'm not asleep. I'm just not from Texas. Now that I've said that, well, Maya Lisa will get it well, if she still right, listens. Okay, right in now. The song I always think of is God Bless Texas. I know that one. All right. Now that I've set the scene, time for a tale. When I was in about fourth, fifth grade, I started to have dreams of a young woman. She would talk to me, but would... It would never be in English. She was a kind, uh, it was a kind of language that only she and I understood, but I cannot for the life of me remember what she would say. (laughs) Fuck you. Go. As she would talk, she would grow more and more frustrated. She would get visibly angry, and the angrier she got, the more I would see who she really was. She would start to develop signs of bruising and beatings, black eyes, oozing bloody wounds on her body, and a slash across her throat. Fuck that. Being a little girl, I would get scared. I was watching a normal, healthy woman transform into a victim of horrible violence right before my eyes. I would wake up screaming or in cold sweats, never remembering what we would talk about, but just the image of her angry face. Nope. One night while having the dream, she grew so angry that she grabbed my arm and began to drag me away. No. She squeezed so tightly that I woke up because it truly felt like someone was pulling on me. I had red welts on my arm and bruises formed on the area where I felt her. Nothing too serious, 
but it scared me. Yeah. I'm not sure how long I had these dreams, but after the dragging incident, I decided to tell my mom. Doing what a good mom would do, she told me that I have to tell this woman to go away. Tell her that she is no longer welcome in my dreams or my home. Mm-hmm. How was I going to do that in a dream? No idea. Well, But she slept with me in my room, and I guess it worked because I never had the dreams again. There you go. Fast forward to my junior year of high school. It's a normal day and I'm cooking dinner with my mom. She's really quiet and acting very serious. And this is weird because we're Hispanic and we're always super loud and silly. (laughs) I had asked her what was wrong. And when she started to ask me questions about the woman in my dreams from when I was a little girl, she asked what she looked like, how old she was, where we were in the dreams. I told her she was probably in her mid-20s to 30s average height, brown hair and eyes, and we were always by the creek near our house. She then told me that skeletal remains were found near the creek, and they belonged to a woman who lived in our community who had gone missing five years previously. The remains showed signs of calcification that generally develops after you break bones, making officials believe she had suffered abuse in life. Yeah. My mom didn't know much else, but thought I should know. I started crying because I knew that this was the woman in my dreams. Her spirit found a way to connect to this little girl and tried to tell me about the horrors she had gone through. Yeah. I've always believed in spirits and the afterlife, and now that I'm older, I follow the Hispanic tradition of Dia de las Muertes. Get it, girl. I don't take death and the spirit world lightly, and I think it is so important to respect those who have passed on. I feel like my loved ones have tried to protect me throughout my life from the other side, but the woman from my dreams is the only one who has reached out to me for help. I think about her often, and I hope she is finally at peace now that her body has been found and laid to rest. Now, on to a totally different topic. I am sure that you're wondering about the feminist porn I mentioned in the subject line. Stephanie! Yep. Look up Erica Lust. Oh, I'm familiar with Erica Lust. She's an amazing Swedish director who's made porn productions into a work of art. Thank you for taking the time to read this novel of an email. I can't wait to hear more content, and I have a few more short stories of weird, possibly ghost encounters, if y'all are interested in hearing them. Yes. Keep up the good work. Don't ever change. Coming for that number one spot. Maya Lisa. Thank you, Maya Lisa. So, of course, my response to her, being from Texas as well, was, number one, girl, where are you from? What's that story? Where's the history? I said, first off, Maya Lisa, oh, my God, that story truly insane thank you for sharing Sharing, it i said do you know what happened to this girl was it an accident was it a murder what do you have any information please let us know and also tell me if you have any other stories she responded and she said that she's pretty sure that they ruled her death as an accident slash an unknown force i don't know whatever helps them sleep at night Anything I tried to look up on her is hidden behind more recent deaths and drownings near that area. Apparently, they are a lot for such a little town. She grew up in Geronimo, Texas. So in Geronimo, Texas, they got people fucking killing themselves in a goddamn creek, apparently. Yeah, they do. Yeah, La Llorona. But. And her children. I said, I have another story from her. We're going to come back to her other story in a second. But in yeah, the Erica meantime, Lust, I am familiar with her. You're familiar with Erica and Lust? I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on her like email newsletter list. 
There you she go. She makes some really nice, really, you know, feminine, respectful porn. There's your, yeah, there's your feminine porn. Into it. So, uh, I do have another story from Maya Lisa, but before we get into Maya Lisa's other story, I do want to take a second and take it back to a story from our friend Kelly, which I believe I have told a story of hers in the past. She's our friend from Australia, mate. She she was our friend from Australia. What are you doing? You working out? Maybe. Trying to stay awake? They can't see me. They Keep can't. Keep going. She's pumping 50 pounds over here. That's right. While she's working. Working that ass off. Looks like you're just like. I feel like I'm revving a motorcycle. A that does oh. not look like jerking. It's not, not like jerking. It's just like it's like you're like you're Twisting. revving it up. It's oh. like I'm giving it an Indian burn, which is a pejorative term that I wish I hadn't used. But a rug burn. A rug burn. <laughs> rope burn. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Rope burn. But I feel like I'm revving a motorcycle engine, like vroom sure. vroom, but with a weight in my hand. Um, anyway, so Kelly had sent us a story earlier about them playing with a Ouija board with a friend of hers who was like oh, a yes. sinner, quote unquote. You remember? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I All right. Do. So Kelly says, listening to the most recent episode of the podcast, which is an older episode that she's of course, referring to. You've been sitting on these. Yeah. I'm real sorry. It's okay. Uh, jog my memory of an odd story I found interesting surrounding the small country town I grew up in. But first, in answer to your question about my friend, the sinner. We never found out anything that she had done that would have made her any more of a sinner than the rest of our friendship group. Maybe her name was just the easiest to spell, or maybe she did have a dark, mysterious past that we didn't know about. I guess we'll never know. Never know. Who knows? Maybe that girl's got a dark past. And the devil was trying to point it out to y'all. Just saying. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened. Who knows? I guess we'll never know. Um, so despite what the Simpsons would have you believe, unfortunately, the Australian currency isn't dollary dues, but just plain old dollars. dollars, Australian dollars. Yeah. Despite several legitimate petitions to try to have the national currency changed to dollary dues. Yep. Some even going so far as to get the Simpsons character on our bills. So far, they have all fallen short of having any real impact. But we can all dream, right? Of course. Now, on to the story of... Oh, and I didn't even say what the subject line of her email was. The subject line of her email, which will give you an uh, info into what episode she had just listened to, was the corpse on a train. Nice. So, now on to the story of the corpse on a train. Get it. The story is told to be from the early 1900s on the old steam trains that would run from Melbourne to the small county town of Corumbra. Corumbra? Corumbra? Corumbra. Let me see it because I feel like Corumbra. I do remember this one. K-O-R-U-M-B-U-R-R-A. Corumbra. Like kombucha. Corumbra. I don't know. I feel like that She'll email us if it's wrong. <laughs> Small country She's town. still listening. <laughs> I know. Corumbra, where I grew up, I know this section of railway is now disused and more or less abandoned trolley. Uh, abandoned today. Sorry. The story goes that one night on a return trip from Melbourne, mm-hmm. the fellow that was in charge of feeding coal into the fire to keep the boilers of the train going decided to, for whatever reason, climb up the pile of coal. 
While he was at the top of the mound, he saw an odd shape in the moonlight on the roof of one of the carriages. He climbed back down and told the driver what he had seen. Upon arriving to Karambura, they found a man in a trench coat lying face down on the carriage roof. What? Upon the discovery, they immediately called the police, and the body was removed from the train. And from what I know of the story, every passenger that was on the train that night was asked to view the body in an attempt to discover the man's identity. From what I was always told, the man was identified as a butcher from Melbourne who was going to see some family in the country. And besides the fact that he was found on the roof of a moving train, there were other facts about this that didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. There were no signs of physical violence on his body, although he was found to have died from suffocation. When he was found, his hands were in his pockets, and he was missing a gold ring and some dollary dues. Dollary dues. But it didn't point to a robbery gone wrong, as he still had his gold pocket watch and cufflinks. There were no tracks on the roof of the train to suggest his body was dragged onto the roof, not to mention how difficult and dangerous that would have been. There was only his own tracks where he had crawled along the roof, and some people concluded that he must have fallen or been pushed from a bridge the train passed under, but to this day, it remains a mystery. So there you go. There's the train story that always made me wonder. I hope you enjoyed it. Looking forward to more dead time stories. That is fascinating. Yeah. Like, How did that, that body was, get I up was there? Thinking, I was like, did somebody, I was like, was it a train? Did he like jump off somewhere? Did somebody push him? Who knows? Fuck. How did he get up? Yeah. You have, you have not another fucking corpse on a train. That's fascinating. Corpse yeah. on a train. So I have one more story. I'm tired of these motherfucking corpses, corpses on, this on this motherfucking train. train. You shoot Come them and they don't die. Train and ride ride it. Come on, ride the train and die now. Eh, Come eh, on, ride eh. the train Come if you're dead now. Train. Come, Come on, ride the train and we'll die now. Train. Uh, so this is Dead Time Stories, episode 59, the musical version. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. We are open. So... I have one more listener story that I'm going to regale you with, and then we will see what you have to give us. But this is, again, coming at you from your girl, Maya Lisa, who had two stories for us because she's like Kelly and she's awesome. Bam. So Maya Lisa says, here are my other stories. Yeah. Exclamation point. Get it. My great grandma haunted my house growing up. Fuck yeah, she did. Period. One time in high school, my mom and I were playing around in her old wardrobe from college. She had me pretty young. She was having me try on some of her old dresses that she would go out in. I did. She got them in Narnia. <sighs> I know. That's what I think of when people are like, I'm playing in a wardrobe. wardrobe. I'm like, I'm like oh, yeah. Fell through to Is there a line in Aslan? <sighs> I love those did books, though. Did you eat some Turkish delight in the woods? I loved those books. I still love those books. I would still go Do back and read them. Do you argue that The Magician's Nephew is first? Or no. Lion, Wish, and the Wardrobe Lion, is Wish, first? Lion, first. Okay. That's the way he wrote them. That's the way he wrote them, but Magician's Nephew is like a prequel. Yeah, chronologically, sure. But I feel like the whole point of a prequel is that you're revisiting it later on in the story, and that's what makes it a prequel. Otherwise, that's just the beginning. Sometimes the... Mm, no... I don't know. I have a different opinion. 
I think Lion the Original Wardrobe is first, and then it goes from there. I'm I like, have I have an original release of the box. Right, set. and I have a box set that has Magician's Nephew first. Yeah, you have an older release set. Like, older meaning older than from when it was released, like a newer version. I have, like, an old, old version. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have one where they were like, this is what we meant to do. This is the right way. And by they, they mean not C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was like, I wrote this book and it didn't make any sense. Let me write another book that you can read before this book. It makes it better for you, baby. C.S. Lewis was like, I have a whole series and here's part of it. And this one's first. Well, because then we could also get into the argument of the fact that Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is just a whole fucking netherworld, uh, otherworldly story about Jesus. I was going to say, it's, that's what it is. it's all very Christian. Yeah. Tell us about Maya Lisa and right. going to Narnia. So Maya Lisa and her mom went to Narnia. I wish I could remember. What's one of the girls' names? Anna? Is that one of them? Oh, no. Emma. Aslan. No, uh, Aslan is the lion. I know. I got to go through the whole character Who list. Who are the children that went in the wardrobe? Susan. Isn't that one? Oh, no. Is her mom's name Lucy? Lucy, that's it. Is her mom's name Susan? Lucy, Susan, Edmund. Does she have an uncle named Peter? Is her godfather's name Mr. Tumnus? Sorry. Tell me about Maya Lisa getting lost in the wardrobe. All right. So her mom and her were traveling to Narnia and they were trying on some of her mom's old dresses. And she said, I did my hair and makeup and ended up looking like freaking jail bait. We were laughing and having a good time when our front door suddenly swings open. What? And there was no one there. What? The door had been totally shut, but not locked. What? And we saw the door handle turn. Fuck that. Plus, we had a screen door that was closed that slammed loudly no, if someone let ma'am. it swing freely. My mom immediately tensed up and told me to go wash the makeup off and change out of the dress. She said she smelled roses, a smell we always associated with my great-grandmother, and said that it felt like her grandmother was not happy about how I looked. She was a very strict Christian woman and was always really hard on my mom. I was really young when my great-grandmother died, and we're pretty sure that was her spirit telling us to stop dressing me up. My great-grandmother also hated when we would associate ourselves with the devil, like not going to church and watching ghost shows. Of course. One night, my mom and I, we hung out a lot. Yeah, it's your mom. And we're having a ghost adventures marathon. I love it. We were sitting on the couch when we suddenly hear a scraping noise coming from the kitchen. We looked over to see our mortal and pestle slowly and deliberately slide across the china hutch it was on and drop to the floor. No, 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 fuck that. Yes, this thing is heavy. It's made out of stone and easily weighed about eight pounds. There was absolutely no reason why it should have moved. This thing is also an antique. It's been passed down to the women in my family and it originally belonged to, you guessed it, my great-grandmother. My mom and I just looked at each other and continued on with our marathon. As it got later and darker, we turned on some lights and I was on my laptop. Suddenly, everything goes dark. The TV is off and the lights went out. Only my laptop screen lit the area. We thought there was a power outage, but none of our neighbor's power was out. We tried to flip the blade. 
We tried to flip the breaker and that didn't work. Finally, my mom said, okay, grandma, we'll stop watching this. And the power came back on. Fuck that. No more ghost adventure marathons no, for us. Oh, ma'am. Yep. We eventually moved to another house in New Braunfels, Texas, which is a lovely little town. But this place was just as active. The neighborhood we lived in used to be an old family farmland, and there is still a small family graveyard at the top of the street across from my house. I've seen shadow men walking in front of my door when no one is there. He normally comes out in the morning or in the evening. I think it's the spirit of the farmer walking his lands during the times he would in life. Sure. I've also had pictures fall from their spots on the walls for no reason. The neighborhood has a private lake access, and the lake is just down the hill from my house. The house isn't that old, and we know the man who built it, and he never had an issue with haunting, so maybe it's just my family. Hope you enjoyed these stories. My Elisa. My Elisa, you're Elisa, you're a haunted. So that's our listener stories for episode 59. Yay. Thank you guys for sending them in. I'm Thank sorry that you. I sat on them for so long. I honestly thought I was going to get more. We were going to do a whole episode. But you know what? That's okay that we're not you like other podcasts. You guys are enough. You guys we're are enough. enough. We're enough. It's we don't, all enough. We don't need to try to be like other podcasts. We need to do our own thing. The way we are. Dear. Bam. So on that note, guys, please, oh, please, if you have anything you want to say, if you have a story you want to tell, if you want to say something that you want to heard on the air, please. send me a fucking email. I'm not sitting on them, sitting on them anymore. I'm going to tell them out loud. Tell you them how it is. You fucking send them. We'll fucking share them. I'm excited. Send them out. I'm ready to talk about them. Send Let's go. Them Thank you for your stories. If you've sent us stories so far, Kelly, Maya, Lisa, and the others, keep sending us more. And um, Stephanie. Yeah. What are you talking about this week? What am I talking about this week? Well, with it being Independence Day, I wanted to come back to some Aliens. Philadelphia. Pencil- oh, you got it. Some Pennsylvania situation. Uh, and I wanted to look up some uh, some witches. Ooh. And it turns out that there, uh, in Pennsylvania history, there were really only two women that were charged and put on trial for witchcraft. Is that, I mean, I guess, you know, good for Pennsylvania? Yeah. So it'd be like, okay, cool, there are only two, but still, two is is too many. So the main one we're going to talk about is a lady named Margaret Matson. All right, Margaret. And uh, in 1684, she and her husband arrived in the New World. This was before William Penn, Ooh. who uh, Pennsylvania is named after. As well as, like, there's a lot of Penn shit. There's lots of stuff here named after him. Penn University and Penn Hospital, which is part of Penn University. And it's all William Penn. Billy P., if you will. Um, So they got here before Billy P., but he's going to be important later on. And uh, they were Swedish, along with their neighbors. And they made up the first group of immigrants that really, like, settled in the Delaware Valley area. So they were the first group of immigrants to really settle in the Delaware River area. Um, but they would soon be displaced by the English because there were just a ton more English settlers. And you know how those white people are. They come in and they're like, this is ours. Do you have a flag? This land is our land. This land is not your land. Right. Yeah. They're, uh, they're like, this is ours. We put a flag in it. Call it a day. <laughs> and a lot of people came after William Penn, right? Penn came in and set some shit up. 
Uh, so Margaret and her husband were very successful farmers because they got there before a lot of other people. And the Delaware Valley was a very rich nutrient land for growing crops. Uh, so they were ahead of the game and they were fucking killing it. Were they killing uh, people? No. No, oh. no, 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 no. They, uh, they had claimed a lot of the good river bottom land, which was good for crops and raising cattle. Uh, later were the Dutch and especially the English came in and kind of moved them out and they had to move further inland to find sustainable lands to grow stuff on. So there was a lot of, uh, of little jealousy things going on and the people coming in and like wanting fucking Margaret and her husband's land and being really jealous of all the, the good crops and good fortune that they had because they were there early. Right. And they were like, they're different. They talk funny. They're like, yeah, we own this land. Yeah. So crops. So yeah, somebody like, was like, get the fuck yeah, out of well, here. Well, you're a fucking Swedish ass witch. So, uh, there was a little, like I said, there was a little jealousy going on. They didn't have the, de- uh, they didn't speak English very well. Um, and that was used against them. So by 1684, the Matsons were settled along Ridley Creek, which is a tributary of the Delaware river, which joined at Upland, which is present day Chester PA, which Christina has a job interview in <gasps> Charleston. Really? Yeah, Ooh. she might be moving closer, and then we could have her on more regularly. That'd be awesome. It would be awesome. Good luck, Christina. That Good luck, Christina. So, um, moving on. Back to these Swedish uh, so they, so witches. People, so the English people, right, the settlers, the new people that were coming in, in order to try and, like, push out the Swedes to take over the land that Margaret and her husband owned, um, that's when they started, like, these witchcraft rumors, right? They were like, these bitches are so prosperous because they're using that fucking Swedish ash, Swedish ass, like, Norse magic bullshit. Like, they're summoning some Thor type of shit. And they're magicking up some particular tie. So that's when people start spreading rumors that they were uh, witches. So did you ever, side note, were you talking about spreading rumors? Did you ever watch Veggie Tales? I did not. Oh. But from what I understand, that was biblical stories, but told by vegetables. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was one called The Rumor Weed. Rumor Weed has it. And his song was on the Rumor Weed. And it was all about if you tell a rumor, it spreads, spreads like, like a weed. Weeds. Got it. Yeah. No, it was one of my, I, I still, and you know what though? I'll take it back for anyone who's listening to watch VeggieTales. That wasn't VeggieTales. That was a side show about the cucumber Larry, who was a superhero. Gotcha. And it was his stories. Anyways, there was a rumor weed. So rumor weed struck rumor the land. Swedish witch. It sure shit did. And, and they're all like, downhill. these people are uh, fucking being witches and shit. So basically, um, they turned them in. They made a complaint to the police mm-hmm. that the fucking Matsons were witches. And a date was set for a She's trial. She's a witch! But, so they had a trial, right? And the jury was made up of 21 Englishmen. Men. Right? <laughs> English men. men. Sure. So not just men, but Englishmen, which not the English even were the ones who, right, yeah. the English were the ones that were trying to fucking drive them out. Fucking white dudes. Uh, but then William Penn was elected as the judge that was going to see over the case. So in those days, the defendant was not provided with legal counsel, and I told you, Margaret and her husband barely spoke any fucking English. The prosecution tried to ask Margaret a lot of questions, and finally the gist came down to asking her two questions. Art thou a witch, and doth thou fly on a broomstick? Oh. 
Margaret, of course, not understanding the questions at all. She was just smiled and nodded like we all do. Well, like when we're going to get our nails done or something, and we're just like, like, "Yeah, "Yeah." did you do it?" And she's like, "Uh, uh, not guilty, guilty." And they're like, "That means yes." Right. Uh, uh, not guilty. She said not yes. Guilty. She said she did it. So she seemed to be being like, yeah, like whatever you're asking, yes. And the prosecuting attorney and the English farmers who wanted that land were like, fuck yeah, she said she fucking did it. Um, and they were really amped because she like confessed. But William yeah. Penn was, he was not a real piece of shit like all the other English white dudes. He was he was decent. And he was like, obviously this bitch doesn't really speak English. Like, y'all are really, like, going for it. And he deliberated because he was like, she's not guilty, but they're also, like, not gonna relent. Like, they're not gonna leave this woman alone. So I gotta find, like, a compromise. Yeah. So his advisors pointed out that in English law, which, you know, they're in the Commonwealth still of, of England, um, that it's illegal to be a witch. So... Even though he said, um, the, they were saying that she was flying around on a broomstick, uh, and he was like, well, being a witch is illegal. We can't prove that she's a witch. Y'all said she was flying around on a broomstick. But, like, gas but, is expensive, But so. flying around on a broomstick isn't illegal. So, he said that he couldn't find her guilty, because she didn't really, like, do anything guilty but he also said he couldn't really find her innocent right because the people were not going to leave sure she still like floated when they tried right to like find some middle ground so he compromised and he assessed that she would have to pay a fine and agree she uh she was forbidden to practice her witchcraft Mm, mm -hmm. for two years not even forever oh that's it but for two years now mind you he was like she probably isn't even practicing witchcraft at all but He's like, look, you're going to pay a fine and... You're like, on probation for two years. You're on probation. Don't witchcraft. Um, and Don't that, witchery do. And even though that kind of, like, pissed them off because they wanted, like, her land and stuff, they were... They were... They took it. They were like, all they right. Like, all like, right. We complained. The law took care of it. Now, at least she can't curse us for two years while we try and take this land. So, uh, but that... Honestly, that sounds like a win. Like, that sounds like the best way that that situation could have gone, played out. Right? So the English farmers were downtrodden, but the will of sure, but the will of the judge stood, and Margaret Matson and her husband continued to live on the banks of the Delaware River for many years. To the best of anyone's knowledge, she nor anyone else would ever be accused of being a witch. Good for again. her. Yeah. Uh, so whether the motive of her accusers was land or simply petty jealousy over other matters still remains unclear. Most of the testimony given was hearsay. Not one witness accused Margaret of a direct act of witchcraft. So it's not she like in the crucible where they were like, she cursed me and I had to, I couldn't walk or I couldn't see for whatever amount of All time. All my cows and, died. And she, I saw Goody Proctor dancing with the devil. Yeah. Like nobody had like a specific thing. They were just like, I've got a feeling. Yeah, I got this hunch. Uh, and that she flies around on a, on a broomstick. All right. So, um, so William Penn, he was a reasonable dude, like King Solomon. He was like, cut the baby in half. Look, I tried her for, it's not illegal to fly around on a broomstick, but I did tell her but... she can't practice witchcraft for two more years. So are you guys good? Are we all good? Everyone's good? 
And um, so they were going, again, by English law. Because in Pennsylvania at that time, there were no laws against witchcraft. Mm -hmm. But that was an English law. So they were like, you should try her because of that. Um, it's, It's most interesting to note that. And William Penn abolished the death penalty in the colony for all but willful murder. So oh, he avoided um, any, <laughs> he avoided some bullshit for some other people. She could have been put to death for that shit if they were trying to go by English law. But he was like, look, the only time we should ever put people to death is if they purposefully killed somebody. Like, good for him. Let's, I let's didn't know that. Chill. That's good. Yeah, and this was in 1684. This is a long time ago. Laws against witchcraft were not imposed until 1718. So that was like way past when he was doing shit. Wow. And that was when it was forced on the colony by England's Privy Council. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to speculate what actions could or would have been taken against Margaret had the jury pronounced her guilty of actually practicing witchcraft. Um, but the trial never... Um, what if the trial had never commenced in the first place because no law was actually broken? In spite of this, the verdict returned may well have averted a sudden rush of similar jealousy-based charges against other equally innocent women, as is what happened in Salem, Massachusetts, where one conviction led to another, where people would just be like, okay, if I'm a witch, then that bitch is a witch too, and she's a witch, and she's a witch. Like, William Penn was like, look, we're we're not Salem. We're not playing that fucking game. All right. This is not Mean Girls. He was like the principal with the bat where he was he like, was Tim come Meadows. on. He we was like, not we're not doing, doing this, ladies. Let's calm it down. And Margaret Matson was like, look, it's not Who my fault that I have Who else has been victimized a... by a white man? Raise your hand. Margaret Matson was like, it's not my fault that I have a wide set vagina and a heavy flow. Yep. And, and they were like, like, girl, we got you. No, it's not my fault, Dad, that fault. I don't have wide set vagina Just and heavy flow, yeah? Lot of blood, she was yeah. Swedish. Swedish, yeah? Not my fault. Um, uh, that makes me think of, and I know you know this movie because you know how much I love this movie. And if Phil is listening, he knows how much I love this movie. Bed knobs and broomsticks. My gosh. Yep. And I just Phil makes you think of yes, Phil does love bed knobs and broomsticks. I don't know if you remember what when Phil came to visit us for your birthday, we tried to play that movie and him putting it in the VCR is what ate it. I and do. the VCR ate that movie. And it's not that I blame Phil. Phil just happens to be the one who put the v- I don't blame VHS Phil. It's in the VCR. That's all. I'm just like, cool, I hope I can sacrifice. I hope I can bring that movie back to life. But I love that movie. And it makes me think so much about it because it's like she was a witch, but she was like trying to be a good witch. Right. And she was doing things for like the allies. And I love I fucking love the scene where she animates all of the armor to go and fight the nazis and i remember as a kid being terrified but being very the fuck but i think that's why i'm here doing this fucking podcast about death and ghosts is because it was movies like bed knobs and broomsticks and what's another really a dark crystal whole bunch of other really super creepy fucking movies a nightmare Before Christmas that I watched as a child where I was like, oh, that's weird. And I think I'm scared, but I'm also intrigued. And now <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I'm trying to think. Telling dead time stories. What else that reminded me of? The VCR eating the tape. Uh, so I think I can fix it. I honestly think it only ate the previews. And I think if I just if I just wind it past the point where it like glitched, I can just start it and it'll play. And I just don't need to rewind it that far again. I think I can fix it. 
I haven't tried. I love that movie so much. Listeners, if you have a copy of Ben Knobs and Broomsticks on DVD or VHS that you want to mail to me, I'm not saying anything, but like my birthday was two weeks ago. So you could mail me that as a birthday present. Thank and you. I got Sarah the gift that keeps on giving. You did. I love I said I was going to talk about it. I love this gift. Stephanie, first off, number one, my friends are all amazing and I got plants from every single one of my close friends. And to me, that just means so much Mm -hmm. because I love plants and I love that everyone got me plants because it makes me so happy. But Stephanie coming through like a fucking champ didn't just get me a plant. She got me a succulent subscription box for the next three months. I sure did. I get two new succulents every month, and they're so cute. So exciting. She already got her first box. I did. I showed you my little babies. Yes, They're so cute. And one of them was, like, hiding. He was. He was hiding under the dirt, and I was like, oh, no, is he okay? And then I just sort of moved the dirt around. And and I was like, like, there he is. hiding a little bit, little guy. He's cute. Well, the the one that I got, so one of the succulents I got in the box, I already have one of those. I got Mm, from, like, a, a wedding. Like, I stole not stole. I I always stay sure. behind at weddings and I get the flowers when they give them out. And I already had one and I've been propagating it. Mm-hmm. So I've got a few of those. So I'm like, cool. I know how to take care of take this care one. of you. I got you. But the little guy who is hiding, I don't have. And one he's like so that. cute. I want to name him Reptar because he looks like a little oh, dinosaur. That's I name all my plants and I talk to them. I also um, drew her a little picture and oh I my laminated God, it's so it. Cute. Uh, it's a little aloe vera plant in a pot and it, it says, aloe, you very much. It's so cute. I said I was going to take it to my office, but I put it on my fridge and it looks way better there and mm-hmm. I see it more. So it's on my fridge. I love it. It's so cute. It so she got me this super cute little picture of an aloe and it's on my fridge and she got me some succulents and all my other friends got me plants. So it was awesome. Yes. So if you guys want to get me bed knobs and broomsticks and that's just going to round everything bed up. knobs and motherfucking broomsticks. broomsticks. Bam. Um, I think that's all that I have with my spooky listener stories and your spooky witch, not witch, witch, Swedish witch. Which witch is witch? Swedish witch, witch, witch. Swedish fish, witch. Swedish fish, witch. Is that the name of the episode? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like it's episode 59, the musical. (laughs) Episode 59, the. I was trying to think of not like rusical, but like dead time musical. The, the crematorium. <laughs> crematorium. The refusical. Ref- we refuse to quit. <laughs> what um, do you guys think? Tell us what you think. Stephanie, do you have a fetish five? I do, and I don't know how to pronounce it. All right. Musical episodes. So Sing it. So might be saying it wrong. I'm sto- I'm going to be talking about uh, stygiophilia, and that's S T Y G I O, stygio stygiophilia. What is stygiophilia? You might be asking. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm asking. So stygiophilia describes sexual arousal at the thought of hellfire and damnation oh you mean it's all the girls who go to church camp uh i was gonna say it's like me when i used to watch hunchback of notre dame as a child and you were like and he's like dark fire hellfire and i was like i'm sorry is that heat on uh (laughs) 
The term comes from a combination of the word Stygian, an adjective describing anything pertaining to the river Styx, um, which is the river of hell, and Philia, of course, meaning love. Stygiophilia is also sometimes known by its Latinized name of Hadophilia, like Hades, after the Greek god of the underworld. It's sometimes uh, spelled S-T-I-G-I-O, Stygiophilia. Stygiophiles are attracted to kinky, sinful sex, which goes into, like, I have a whole... Isn't that all sex? Religious uh, accoutrement is, is a thing for me. Uh, which they believe will send them to hell. It's the thought of damnation rather than the sex itself that really turns them on. They may also be turned on by the idea of being surrounded by heat and flames. Many stygiophiles express their preferences through artworks of sexual acts taking place in hell, which they may post online. I am sorry, but if if it is hot and sweaty in the room that I am having sex in, I do not want to be in there anymore. Uh, Stygiophilia is closely related to pecatophilia, which is a sexual arousal inspired by commitment of sins and feelings of guilt. For me, I, was I like, think... I need, uh, if I'm sweaty and you're sweaty, I'm not having fun anymore. It's not about the sweatiness. For me, it's more it's about, so like... Comfortable. It's, a, it's about being, like... How do I put this? It's about being naughty. spiteful. Right, yeah, naughty. Where I'm just like, this is what I think of your God. That I can get. But I guess for me, I'm just like the thought of being like, I like being in a war like fucking hell hot. I'm like, no. I'm going to to hell because the sex is so good. Yeah. I was like, that's why. Like, I'm going to hell because I I treated that dick like a demon. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I am sending myself to hell because of how much I fucked with that dick. Not that I was like physically. Not that I was raised really religious, but I was raised in a really religious area. So, yeah, there's like this really hot thing to me about being. And like, like you know, about sex and religion, and being like, I'm doing it anyway. Blah. I'm. This is gonna be a bomb ass cast, though. I'm really excited. Sure. I also feel like it's the youngest cast I've seen at Allen's Lane in a mm. long time. If you guys want to support the show, please support us. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If you want to send us your personal anecdotes, or if you want to write a review and take a screenshot and email it to us at deadtime stories with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. That's when we send you a motherfucking sticker. Send it right to your and door. And if you write a story, like, we'll read your fucking story. Yes, I'll read it right on the air as soon as you send it. Well, not as soon as you send it, but like on the next time that we record but follow you know. us on instagram like us on facebook and of course if you are able we love you anyway if you're not but if you are able please subscribe to our patreon patreon.com slash deadtime stories with a z one dollar a month you can pledge as little as one dollar a month to become a member of our patreon exclusive facebook group it's a dust ball is it it's a it dust ball like a bug. it's not a bug it's a ball of dust all right you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month, and that gets you access to our Patreon-exclusive Facebook group, where we do two live streams a month. And we post a shit ton of shenanigans. We post all sorts of memes, and you get to interact with the people that you hear us talk about all the time, like Colleen, Colleen. and Christina, and Val, and Mary and Angela, us. my sister, and us, and Jared. All of us are in the Facebook group being active and ridiculous. Re- uh, 
ridiculous. That's only a dollar a month. Five dollars a month gets you bonus content, including I Saint It. I Saint It. One of those a month, that's an episode where I tell Sarah the plot of a horror movie that she's never seen. And maybe someday it'll be the middle of the middle of the country. Who knows? Matter. As soon as we get some bloopers, but we're so perfect, we don't have any but bloopers. But the best thing is if you subscribe for $15 a month, bah, you bah, get to be bah. a member of the Faint Flatulence Collection, bah. where every month we will send a handcrafted, hand-captured ghost fart in a jar to your door with a lovely, lovely little certificate that tells you the story of who the ghost is that's in the jar. Short little description of whose fart it is. And the jars are really cute. I think what I'm going to do, because we've only made one so far, I think I'm going to do like different jars every They're month. They're cute. I think we should. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, we were to get so popular that like I needed to buy them in bulk. And so they would all be the same. So get in early while we're still being creative. While we're still being creative and all. And have the time. And every month the jar is different. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's really cute. It's really cool. You can probably see it on our Instagram. I'm going to yes. post it there. And uh, on our we'll put it on our face- we'll Facebook, put it on we're our gonna Facebook put it everywhere. Stuff, yeah. But it's super cute, and it's totally worth it. And you can get that delivered to your door for fifteen dollars a month. My one woman show is coming up: bad sex and other problematic analogies. Yes. July twenty third. It's yes. a Tuesday, most likely at ten o'clock. Venue to be announced in Bushwick, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Sarah has the insanity of Mary Gerard coming. Oh yeah, up. I didn't announce that yet. We'll do it next episode. Okay. I got till September. Sure, but it's a big deal. I thought it was exciting. It's in French. It's in French. Tune in next episode where I give you more details on the thing that I'm doing. But right now, Stephanie's got a thing coming up in a few weeks, and that's pretty fucking dope. That's cool, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. I'm Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead Time Stories. Girl. Stories. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the awesome Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Curtison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 